Hello and welcome to our Lot in Block 5, the podcast for Gooners by Gooners. And I've got John Rubin with me. Hello, John. Hey, Janelle. And uh, is it, are you watching the match as we uh, do this? Soldier. I'm lying on my bed. Oh, yeah, that's right. on my feet. <laughs> He's in bed. John has yeah, taken to his bed. I couldn't be asked to pick up the fan <laughs> and take it in. At some point, I might well go and watch the match. But right now, I've got the fan on my feet. So, and tonight's fan is called Esmeralda. Why? So, there we are. Your fan is called Esmeralda? Oh, when I just say to people, I'm laying in bed, I've got a fan blowing on my feet. I always hmm. just say, tonight's fan is and I'll just give it a lady's name, like I've got a lady <laughs> oh, fan. I see what you fan, mean. My, my personal fan I mean, it's, is blowing on my... I'm, I'm, I'm concerned now that you might be naked as the day you were born. I'm not, actually. I have clothes. I'm fully clothed. She's <laughs> quite weird, but I'm fully clothed, yeah. Okay, well, as long as... I could, but in a few seconds, I won't be if you want to be like that. No, no, if please you, don't. If you rather I take the clothes off, it won't, won't, you know, it's not a problem. <laughs> and uh, I imagine fully clothed uh, it, to my right is Stuart Izzard. Hello, Stuart. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> First game back, 533 days, was it? Or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, since we last had a full crowd at the Emirates. And um, I bet I wish it was another 533 <laughs> days up. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. You ain't kidding. Um, and... Uh, I mean, it was great to see the Emirates um, full. I mean, was it full? I don't know whether it was full. No, there was there was some empties, but it was mainly the upper upper tier. It, it, yeah, it was it was busy. It was busy. And what sort of um, what 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 was it like pre match? Was it to to get in? Did, are they doing these spot checks? Did you see any evidence of them sort of asking right, people? Well, I'm now going to tell you what happened. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so we was in the pub and a mate of mine came along just to have a few beers. Yeah. Not that he was going in, but he, he came along anyway, just for the ride. And um, I think, who was it? I think Tracy and Emma left first from the pub. Yes. And then sent a message saying, there's loads of queues, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I ain't queuing up all that time. I said, we'd be just as well to leave here just before kickoff. We're only like five minutes, aren't we? Yeah. Sort of. In Victoria, um, were you in the Victoria? Yeah. Yeah. So so we sort of did. We waited till about 20 past four and then walked down. And it wasn't as quick as I thought. (laughs) But by the time time we were at the turnstile, I'd I'd heard the Chelsea goal. So it was like... I really don't know whether I want to go in now, but we did. Um, but yeah, it, apparently it was a bit hectic. And I know on the, I think on the, and I got an email from Arsenal. Yeah, um, there was a lot of sort of preparation saying make sure you're there. Yeah, they're saying like an before. hour and a half before kickoff. Yeah, and it was like no, nah, I'm I'm enjoying myself, sort of thing. <laughs> what so. was they doing, Stuart? What was they doing in the calls all that? Or was it just the normal searches? Temp- I think they were doing temperature checks, John. <laughs> but, but by, like I say, by the time I got there, there was just, you know, like a stray dog walking around and a and couple of people shuffling outside the ground. So we literally went to Turnstile straight in and up, up to the seat. And, yeah, it, literally, as we got to the Turnstile, I said to me, mate, oh, fuck's sake, you've scored. 
And because um, he is a Chelsea fan who I took yeah, in with me, yeah, and, yeah. and he felt sorry for me. He, he, he said, <laughs> Which is the worst thing in lots of ways. I know. He sat there. He sat there towards the end of the game, and he went, "Mate, I really hope you get a goal." But oh, it was yeah. That that bit of the day wasn't nice, but it was lovely to catch up with the others in the group. Of course, you know, block fivers and and yeah, no, it great day. Listen, I mean, you always say, "Don't let football spoil a good day out." So yeah. Had a fantastic day, and it was lovely to see everyone and and people that obviously I sit amongst because um, I'm not obviously in block five, but people that I haven't seen up there for a long time and chatting and how are you and you know did you have COVID was was you bad was anything happened and it, it was nice it was really nice just to see lots of people and um, yeah good day and there was two there was two guys we got we got to the Victoria about. Quarter to twelve, I think it was, and the guy who runs it came out and I said, "Yeah, you're all opening up and everything." He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He said, "Just gonna be a few minutes and we'll get open." And these two lads, well, I say lads, it was a dad and his son. But when I say son, he was probably mid twenties. His dad was my age, maybe a little bit older, and um, they'd flown down from Dundee. They both done. They they support Dundee United. They left at five o'clock Sunday morning, and and they were at the Victoria just after us. And you think mad? You yeah, know well, they just they just else. came for the game. Yeah, they just came down for the game. They they had to get the Stansted Express into Liverpool Street, and then tube to to wherever it was they went to. Arsenal and they're not even Arsenal Ibrid. fans. No, they are Arsenal fans. All oh, right, because I said to them. I said to him, because the dad was wearing an Arsenal shirt, and I'm like, don't you support one of your local teams? <laughs> yeah. He said, yeah. He said, yeah, we're both Dundee United fans. But he said, the football up in Scotland, he said, it's, and we all know, isn't it? It's, it's Rangers or Celtic. That, you know, that, yeah. that there's nothing. And they were saying, if they were to amalgamate both the teams up there, they, they would have, a, 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 you know, Dundee would be a big biggest sort of concern but he said that will never happen but he said that's the only way they'll ever you know sort of progress to to sort of challenge well, it will they though there's a sort of counter argument to that yeah yeah no it? and the, he said the, it will never happen of, the league he and said, the sponsorship of it would sort of plummet and the money would plummet out of the Scottish game if 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 uh, the, the big two weren't involved yeah um, he but he, he, like I say, he, he, he was just sort of saying that, you know, they've obviously got their their, their own club. No, but Matt, I think what Stuart's saying is they're talking about amalgamating the two Dundee sides. Yes. Oh, yes. sorry. I thought you meant amalgamating the big two into the Premier League or no, Championship. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. no. Merge the two Dundee Right, teams. I see. What are yeah. they, 170? 170 yards away from each other, isn't there? Something like that. He, he, he showed me yesterday. He said, we were standing outside the Victoria waiting for the doors to open. And he went, if you yeah. see that stop sign over there, he said, that's how far that's the where grounds it is. are yeah. apart. It's not far. And it's it, about five walk. Well, I reckon I could, I reckon I could chuck a cricket ball to it. So that's, <laughs> and they're both on, they're both on the same, they're both on the same road. Yeah, same road. Yeah, and and he said, you know, but he said if they were to amalgamate, so Dundee became one club. He said, you we could then not compete 
completely with Rangers. Yeah, you'd have a bigger but catchment. We'd cer- yeah, we'd certainly be a lot closer to yeah. them than, than we're ever going to be with two separate clubs. But he said, that's never going to happen. So yeah. he said, he said most of us up there, he said, we've all got English teams. And I said, blimey, coming from a Scotsman, I'm really surprised to hear mm. that. You know, with their hate of English. But he said, no, he said, if you want to watch decent football, he said, you, you, you've got to be watching Premier League. He said, we've got mates up there. He said, we all go to the Dundee United games and, and, and stuff like that. But if we can get games, he said, we've got mates that go, you know, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. He said, but we've all got our own English club. And I was yeah. really stunned to hear that. I was really stunned. But nice lads, and yeah, they, they were good boys. So, yeah, all good fun. Um, I'm trying to, oh no, it's Clyde Bank. I thought maybe done. There's, I, there was a, I was just Googling what Scottish side were sponsored by Wet, Wet, Wet. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were sponsored by Wet, Wet, Wet. Um, it was Clyde Bank FC. Um, now emulated by, well, I suppose Skint Records, but sort of was another one, wasn't it? Who was basically advertising um, Norman Cook. Yes. But um, yeah. now there's Ed Sheeran. That was Brian. Ipswich, wasn't it? isn't was... he? Oh, is he? Yeah. It's his record label who sponsors Ipswich. Oh. So following on in Wet Wet Wet's footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> it can't have cost them much to have a Clyde Bank sponsor. Wet, wet, wet. <laughs> anyway, heroin addiction aside, um, <laughs> what have we got on the show tonight? Well, um, it's we, we've got to talk about the game for a bit. We'll try and keep that to a minimum, I think. Uh, we've got yeah. a special quickfire, John, based on moustaches, and we'll get onto that in a minute. And uh, we've got a Clarkson's Farm stoot machine uh, oh, this week. Oh, shit, I haven't picked a bit. And <laughs> so that might be an interesting one. And well, it was we've, better than your last one, one. The jukebox challenge is, this week is in honour of the underwhelming signing of Martin Odegaard. So it's a Norwegian um, <laughs> oh, quiz to, this week. And yeah. uh, so, well, let's, let's talk about the moustache. A famous moustache. He doesn't have a moustache anymore, but Stuart, you met someone very special. Oh, mate. I mean, oh, the mate, word that... legend isn't, is not bandied about way too much, but this man is a legend. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And not only not only because he played for Arsenal, but he's also a, a, a big carp fisherman. He's, he he's is, right in the, yes. So, so he sort of ticks every box. He's you know really I mean? very much your best friend, isn't he? He yeah. is. He is. He is. He absolutely is. And, and, and um, he crushes his cars and you could fix them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. He re- Did he roll one of his cars coming out of the Arsenal ground? I think he did, yeah. Um, I think he did. I think Tracy posted um, um, Saturday, because I was asking her, cause I, went on, I went on the Victoria Tavern website Yes. To see what time it opened on the Sunday. And it said it was shut. I was like, oh, my God. You know, it's open Saturday, but not Sunday. And So I asked Tracy if she'd just find out if that was right and, you know, let us know. So I think it was Saturday afternoon she she posted up. It was shut on old football days. That's all it is. Yeah. And 
and so she she put on there. Um, yes, Victoria's open. Opens at twelve o'clock midday. Um, and rumor has it David Seaman might be making an appearance to pull some pints. <laughs> you know, okay. smiley emoji. And I thought, yeah, so that that may be not happening. Seaman all over the floor. Yeah, and so we're sitting. If you picture the Victoria um, down where the blokes toilets are between the two toilets you see you've got the women's toilets and the blokes down the bottom haven't you yes and that they put a couple of tables don't they together right in, yeah. on the wall bit that's, yes. that's there so that's where we chose to sit anyway and um yeah i can't remember what time it was but oh david seaman's just walked past me and gone into the toilet so I, so I you followed him in there no no i didn't i didn't want to compete with the h <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I just said to me, mate, do me a favour, get some pictures. I'm going to grab him when he comes out. Get some pictures while I was in the toilet. Yeah, I want to show me misses. <laughs> it's, it's true, it is the width of a coke can. <laughs> but he, um, he, as he came out the toilet, mate, I pretty much jumped on him. Yeah, and he's he was shocked. He was it was like. I don't think I should have pictures. I've, I don't know whether he was charging for pictures. Yeah. But it was almost like you shouldn't be doing this, but it was too late. I had my arm over his shoulder, and he's a big boy. He is, isn't he? You look like his, ventrilo- you look like his ventriloquist dummy. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. He is, I know, obviously, he's put on weight, but yeah. even, when, even when he was in his heyday, I always had David Seaman down. I mean, yeah, quite quite a broadish, stocky. I think he's about six three, six four, but he's he's broad. He's stocky. Oh, he's fucking built, isn't well, he? Like, imagine- he got a big face, hasn't he? I don't know. He got a big face. I don't know David Seaman's age. Yeah, but you can imagine he's obviously put on a bit of timber. Was he fifty after retirement? But no, he as was. His he was, he was, he's got to be, he's got to be older than That's me and you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, he was a man mountain. And yeah, I didn't really have a proper chat with him, but just to say hello, get a picky. It was, yeah, it was great. It was, um, yeah. He's, made fi- my he's day, 57. Yeah. And he married that say. tiny dance, ice dancing woman, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. I mean, he must yeah, be, he, uh, he must destroy her. but it was quite you know it was quite nice that that i mean he was obviously doing it he was obviously (laughs) doing it he was obviously doing it for certain reasons or whatever but just for him to walk through the pub and to be in there it, it it was it was it was really good i was it made my day put it like that because i knew we weren't going to get anything out of the game um and and then when you saw the team line up, you sort of knew that. But yeah, to a because I know Pybury Corner's next door, isn't it? So maybe he'd gone there as well. Yeah, could have done. He they, could they well have done. Kind of had... So I had rumours that was shutting down. Well, I think that they, um, yeah, they were in serious trouble, Pybury Corner. And yeah. I think it was open because they were definitely not... open because there was a tweet uh, which I retweeted on Sunday. Um, the guy who um, who owns it, Pat Rice, the bloke who looks like a bit like Pat Rice, yeah. Um, but wow, that's amazing! What did he smell yeah, like, good. Stuart? 
I didn't. I don't know because all I could smell was Stella, not Stella, Estrella. So I don't. I don't <laughs> all know. I can smell is Estrella. When you're out, <laughs> it's like there's a sort of um, lager seeking. Yeah, sort I, of, I you're like a pointer been. looking for lager. Yeah, it it was just it was just really nice to 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 see him and say hello and yeah, just it it made my day because obviously the rest of the day was pretty fucking awful after that. But it yeah, it it was it was lovely. It really was to meet a legend. Um, so I've met Tony Adams. I've met David Seaman. I've met Pat Rice. I've met you, I've met Matt. I am one of the faces. Yeah. You very much are one of the faces. You and that that disabled little fellow who always appears uh, when you Arsenal score in the crowd. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I've met met Liam Brady. So, to sort of tick off my bucket list. I know, I imagine the one... I mean, Perry Groves is always knocking about, isn't he? Yeah. I'd like, I'd like, I'd like. We to met meet... him on the riverboat, Perry Groves, didn't we? I don't know, you weren't there. I was on the way to Fulham. Yeah, Perry, I've been taken on on the riverboat with Perry. Yeah. yeah, I'd like, I'd like to meet, I'd like to meet. If I had to tick off my bucket list, I'd, I'd like to meet Ian Wright. I'd yeah. like to meet Dennis Bergkamp. Um, I'd like to meet Thierry Henry, Freddie, Bobby Perez, David O'Leary's another one. So. Yeah, there's a few still to go. But if you want to meet Ray Parler, Stuart, just chuck a fucking stone in any pub within hundred yards. <laughs> a friend, a friend of mine, a friend of mine did uh, is a photographer, and he has absolutely no interest in football whatsoever. Um, Paul and he was he took photos, so he, he takes photos for like the NFL game when it comes to London. And he was doing this soccer aid thing that happens at Christmas. And he was on a bus and he was taking photos of people on the bus. And there was, I think there was Patrick Vieira, Freddie Lundberg and um, Robert Perez all in. He was taking photos of them and sending them to me and saying, who's this? Who's this? He said he plays for Arsenal. Who's this? Really? And it's like, oh God, if only I could swap positions with you now, I could be playing, um, I don't know what sort of game. Playing what? What what sort of, um, (laughs) what sort of card game would the French play? Like Canasta or something. (laughs) Probably a a few hands of Canasta with, um, probably play Backgammon or something. Or (laughs) Boule. Boule on a bus. (laughs) On the bus. (laughs) Well. Balls on the bus go down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really are skirting around the inevitable, which is talking about this game. Oh, I don't think... no. Well, I mean, I don't just... think... I don't... do you know I don't what? I was quite philosophical know. after yesterday because I felt like, A, um, you know, last year we did, we did seem to have a bit of a. They were a team that motivated us to play better, but. They were they were way too good for us, and their squad. I think if you watch much of the day, they, he said that their squad cost nine hundred and forty million pounds. So oh, you know that that is what we're up against. And to be quite frank, you have to start accepting that that you know they're going they spending nine hundred and forty million pounds doesn't guarantee you results, but it bloody makes it easier, doesn't it? When you've yeah. got 
Ungolo Kante coming off the bench and, um, you know, Timo Werner, who cost them about £60 million pounds or something. Yeah. So, we, you know, we were, we were short, but that's only to be expected, really. Um, and, you know, don't... The first goal, there were question marks about, you know, whether he pushed over... Um, whether Lukaku pushed over Mari, uh, even whether it was offside or not. But to be frank, the problem I've got, and this is happening now every week, well, there's two two games played, but it's the strength in defence that's the problem. And Lukaku is one of the stronger forwards in the league, and basically he was able to pretty much do what he wanted against Mari. Uh, there was no real resistance, was there? And then Mari Mari went and got booked. And, you know, it looked so inevitable that we were going to lose. Um, You know, but there seemed to be good moments. And, but they were, they were only that, weren't they? They were just a few moments where you thought, well, we could have got ourselves back into it. But I just felt like in the second half, Chelsea dropped down from fourth gear to second and kind of just, played the match out, um, there wasn't really that much for them to do after that. And it looked pretty easy, um, all in all. And I don't know how you feel, but so Arteta does... When things were going well in the FA Cup final, you know, and you're sort of looking at Arteta as a, a coach. He was constantly screaming and shouting and, directing and orchestrating very much in the mould of Guardiola, you know, constantly calling out to different people and talking in different languages. And I just, every time the camera went to him, he seemed to be sitting down with nothing to say for himself. It's almost like he'd kind of just, okay, they're not doing what I want them to do. Um, I'm going to sit down. Yeah. That's how it kind of felt a bit. He he, he does... it does sort of. I mean, there's no point really going into what actually happened in the game. We all, all yeah, every, even it. sort of talking about whether it was see he'd pushed him over or whether we should have had a penalty or whatever is immaterial. I think because I think even if we'd got ourselves back into it, Chelsea had the, enough to just take the game away from us again. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it. I I do I do feel. Um, I, I, it, it is starting to look a little bit like this is too big a sort of thing for Mikel. Um, no, and 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 listen, I'm not. This isn't to say that. Um, I, I think any any manager that that came to Arsenal at the moment that there's so much to do. Um, yeah. I.e., you know, we we all know there's 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 players in that squad that that need to be gone and we can't get rid of them and I expect there's a lot of time being spent trying to do that um whether that's overcrowding the the getting it ready I mean bearing in mind I think if if Mikel could have his time again that that he would probably rather just be coach and and leave all that to, to others, but obviously as manager, he's he's more involved, mm. um, and and I think he's getting quite desperate 
as in they know that this player's got to be got off the wage bill. There's there's certain deals that have got to be done to get to get a lot of average players out of the club, and that was the same in January. You know, it it, it it's a big job for, yeah. for any manager. I mean, you you could you could bring in lots of people are touting Conte and different sort of managers. But they'd still have that work to do. And and maybe they can do it quicker, I, but I don't think they could because we're talking about trying to get rid of players that are on lots of money. And, and players don't just walk away now. So I think there's a lot of that going on. And again, I'm, I'm not an Arteta out. I, I really do want him to succeed. I do just think that maybe there's a lot of things starting to fall in on him. And, and it's very hard... Bearing in mind he hasn't had the experience to to try and get out of this. In his defence, obviously we've well we've got six players with COVID. Mm. You know, four four sort of players out injured. Um, mm. You know, there's ten players that weren't available yesterday. Albeit Abamyang, sorry, was on the bench and did come on, but. There was nine players then that, that weren't available yesterday and probably four, four, maybe five of those would have started. I'm talking like party. Yes, yes. Um, ben White. Yeah. Um, who else was I thinking William. William's got no, COVID. No, no, <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking. But Lacazette. No. Yeah, um, obviously. We're, you know, there, so, were, there, were, there interesting, were players. Interesting question. If we had spent, say, hundred million or close to a hundred million on Lukaku, what what would have happened yesterday? Because <laughs> you know that's the, the reality of it is that we're short in that particular area, um, yeah. and you know Lacazette plays there, but he's not he's not as effective as Lukaku. And why isn't Arsenal able to compete for? The signing of a player like Lukaku. I know that there's no th- Champions think, League football, and he's just yeah, come I th- I, I to the Champions I th- League winners. And I think Matt, because because we need so many players, you know, it, it is a rebuild, and I, and I I do like the 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 way we are signing players. I think we said it last week. I do like what what we're trying to do, i.e., recruit younger players mm. with with the fact that. You, you can have two or three seasons with them. If it doesn't work, they've still got a good sell-on value, if you see what I mean. Yes. Or, or when it comes round to putting them on bigger wages because we've had successful seasons and we're trying to keep hold of them because obviously they're doing... The, you, we've, we've got years on their contracts to haggle with them. We're not, we're not at gunpoint where we've got to put them on big money. So I, th- I think for... Anybody that, if if Arteta falls on his sword for what, you know, with it being results and the football club decide or he decides or whatever, I think there is some building, you know, he's building stuff for the future. So that that's good. And, you know, you've got to accept it as a fan of Arsenal. We're not, we're not, we're not just going to go from eighth last season to, um, to, yeah. to win I mean, the I'm, league. I'm, I am being devil's advocate here, but I guess... You look back at what Lampard achieved with Chelsea and they were slipping backwards despite, you know, huge amounts of money spent on Havertz and Timo Werner and 
Zietch and all sorts yeah. of players that cost them a lot of money. They were average, bang average, yeah. when we played yeah. them. And Tuchel's come in and his first priority was just stop conceding goals. Like that, yeah. that was that. Whenever you're in trouble, whenever your confidence is down, just a few nil-nil draws, you know. Yeah. But just to know that you're not going to concede, yeah. you know, there's a, 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 a less of a likelihood of you conceding. I know, I know that Ben White was um, was out, so playing three at the back almost seemed impossible for us with what we had. Um, and and even even though he's linked with a move away, or not that we can get rid of him, but you know, not you got Bellerin out with COVID, you know. Mm. So so when, when you actually looked at the back, or, or what we were going to play, I, th- I think we'd all agree that Gabriel will start, Ben White will start. Mm. I know we're not all. I know he's not been playing great, and he'll, he, he, you know, he, he might well leave in the next week, but. You'd have probably gone if you had to pick your player to play at right back. You'd you'd have, you'd have gone with Bellerin. So yes. If and you're talking about it was that it was an issue goals, in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, but if if, um, if you're talking about that and stopping goals, the only player that I think any of us would have picked to play yesterday was was Tierney out out of that. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, then then you sort of move forward and. I mean, I, you know, we've all slagged Granite Shack off. I, you know, he's extended his contract. I, I'd i like to think that we'd play maybe that Laconga and, and Partey rather than Xhaka. I, 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 I thought Laconga yesterday was one of our better players. Yeah. Um, he looks, I mean, it's, the problem Saka's, is, the problem, what, worry, what worries me about that with players like Laconga, we said Laconga, we said um, we said that about party that he seemed to come in and immediately improve the squad like he immediately seemed to be playing on a different level and then slowly as the season went on he looked as lost as the rest of them yeah and yeah. i worry about lakonga like how long will it take him to realize i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing yeah do you know what i mean yeah, because that I, seems I, to be like at one point um Arteta was howling at, at Smith Rowe to to press them, and you, you could see the confusion in Smith Rowe on the telly as he looked back at him. Like I don't what what like he's he's literally saying what um, yeah. back to his manager. I know, and, and that, and that what's that? That's, what's that? What's that? I was saying that when um, at one point in the second half when. I mean, I think uh, Aubameyang had come on and, and was really running around trying to press the ball. And Smith Rowe, he was shouting at Smith Rowe to go and help press the ball. And Smith Rowe just looked back at him like, what? That like literally looked like, why are you telling me that? Um, so to me, that just looks like you, that, should, that shouldn't be happening. Should no, and, and this this is this. I think you said it earlier. Where when when Mikel first took over, he he was, and I know you heard it more because of obviously there was no one. Well, not not right at the start of his tenure, but you know, with obviously the lockdown side of it, he was always 
on that touchline, you know, constantly, constantly. I think we spoke about the fact he even was talking Scottish to Kieran Tierney in certain yeah. days, you know. But that that's he, he looks a bit of a a beaten man at the minute, mm. it, it, you know, to the and point it, where... Unfortunately, he's in the profession where that is not acceptable. And it, it, no, it's, no, no, no. You and, just and can't be. You can't be. No, as soon as can't. that starts to happen... It, unfortunately, we you know we we spent years and years having and trusting a manager, and all the players trusted a manager that um, would constantly improve them. And I, towards the end of the season, I think Pepe improved, and obviously we want players that we've invested heavily in to improve. But I'm not seeing that improvement. No. You know, and that's, we, that's that's where I think that's where I think it's it's starting to get now to the point where you know if if we lose Wednesday at West Brom, which is like is very likely because he's obviously going to change the team around, mm. and and when you've got limited numbers because of injuries and and this COVID, um, you know West Brom are on a a good run. It's a it's a a real good bet that that West Brom are going to put a, a, a spoke in the wheels again on Wednesday, and then then you go to Man City, and, and don't don't get me wrong, I don't think we can judge Arteta on a Man City away game because champions last season who were head and shoulders above everybody else, it's never that's never going to be easy. But I don't imagine we're going to have lots of players back. So for me, I think. If 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 it could go potentially how I think it might, we could lose both of them this week. I think you're going to go into the international break. We'll see where we've ended up with deadline day. Have we got whatever gone and have we brought anyone else in? Mm. I don't know. Um, but I think I think if we do lose those two games this week, if we lose to Norwich after the international break, then I I I just can't see how, especially being at home. I, yeah. I just don't see how he or, or the football club could let him carry on. You know? No, and that's that. I mean, it, it comes. It's difficult to judge, though, isn't it? Because I mean, Chelsea um, has have just bought the most prolific striker in the world to add to their um, the embarrassment of riches. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they and weren't. They weren't we when are, we man. played this them. Is, in the last few years, they haven't been as strong as they look now, and it just no. Might and when be... you've got when you've got owners that really don't give a shit, this is this is exactly what it proves. Yeah, you know when you know Abramovich, love him or hate him, you know as fully invested his 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 money and and everything in, into them, and. You know, even I thought he'd be one of these that would come in, he'd do three or four years, get fed up with it and move on. And he hasn't. You know, but you look at the Cronkies' tenure at our football club, it, it it's never been good, has it? You know, we've won a few FA Cups, but it's never been good. There's never been investment. And everyone's saying, well, we've spent £129 million this summer. OK, we've spent £129 million. So twenty nine or, or maybe thirty million pound less. Chelsea mm. have bought one player. We mm. bought five. Is mm. it five or six? You know, we we 
we're rebuilding and yet we look miles away from Chelsea. When, when you looked at their bench yesterday, mm. it, it's, it, it, it's, we are miles and miles away. And I, I don't think, it doesn't matter who we bring in as manager, like I say, I'm not, I'm not doing an Arteta. Until there's, and, and I'm not saying they're not backing him with some money because they obviously are, but this is, this is going back over seasons of neglect and investment. And and this is what you get. And it's going to take another two, three hundred million pounds to bring us anywhere near other teams. And Stan Kroenke isn't going to do that. He's not. And I'm not saying another owner would. But that's the sort of investment. And it's not. That, it's not just the the kind of the, the the money to buy players. It's the money to pay the players. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. You, like uh, I mean. And potentially now, properly, our reputation, because you know it's slipped so far that you really. Ha- and I, I, I mean, I absolutely hate the word project. Um, it's the sort of thing Brendan, um, what's his name, the Leicester boss, used to say at Liverpool. It's their project to get Liverpool back on their feet. And yeah, I just think that, that, that's just a, such an ugly word to use. But, um, w- you know, we don't have to... We, we've proved that you can win the league without spending that money. Leicester have proved it. Um, and maybe it's an anomaly, but it's the basic fundamental thing is not conceding goals and being a team. And those two things are just, they're not quite there at the minute. And it's small margins because, you know, we started, Saka gets the ball, he knocked it down Smith-Rowe, he shots on target. You know, you start to think, okay, this could be a bit different. You know, now there's a full house and stuff. You obviously didn't see that bit, Stuart, but, (laughs) um, you know, we started the match quite brightly. But um, it's so it's so fleeting now at the minute, you know these good starts. But and you know in every single opportunity, really, because we have so few shots on target, we we really do need to score them all. Yeah, um, yeah. And, th- and, and yes, and yesterday knew- there was sort of Rob Holding had a header from a corner, free header from a corner. Yeah, he was unlucky. It and was unlucky. again, like looking at Mari and Holding. They weren't the first choice, were they, um, last season? And therefore, their football has been a bit limited at times. Particularly Mari. I mean, he hasn't really played enough, has he? Um, no, he was injured when he turned up, or he got injured, didn't he? He so, seemed to sort of slip back into he's going to play in the Europa League and stuff. He never really got ahead of um, the others, like Louise and um, Holding. So... It's kind of inevitable that we've lost. I mean, I know you said, John, that we could have done with Louise yesterday. Um, it's true because he's an experienced defender and probably he could have been a bit stronger. He might have been a clown and got sent off, but at the same extent, you want something, something just to, to fire them up a bit now at the minute, don't you? Um there was one point in the second half where Kieran Tierney went tearing down the wing 
um, took someone on, got joined in, um, the ball started to go our way a little bit more and it just seemed to be like um, if they could have just had that energy, a bit more of that energy about them yesterday, it would have been, it would have been possibly we could have got back into it. But you can't do that against a team like Chelsea all the time. And I think like sort of this, how does Klopp describe it? The Geiger press or whatever, you know, I think that's what they want us to play like Barcelona and Man City and Liverpool, where we press the ball. And when you're not confident, you, st- you pressing the ball becomes a bit of a, a you, you know, as a footballer that you're risking being caught out of position with pressing. And it feels like they're just too scared to press sometimes. And they sort of slip back into the low block too quickly. Um, but that's all about confidence, you know, that the pressing actually works. <coughs> Anything else to Hello? say? <laughs> Silence. Sorry. I'm just a bit disappointed. Right. Uh, what, uh, what, um, sorry, sorry. Um, Matt, you, you're right. You, you, you're right. I just got to say, I think with the limitations we've got, you know, you want, you want your, you know, we are in a position with no Europe. We, we can, a bit like Leicester did the season they won the league, we should be able to, obviously, without the big term injury, we should be able to play the same 11. And, and when you look at maybe, when we can all talk about a starting 11, uh, you know, our, our best starting 11 with the squad. If you put that on paper, it is a very strong 11. Yeah. It just looks It just looks like they've lost their way. Whether that's because they haven't had, you know, with the World Cup, uh, World Cup with the Euros and, and certain people <sighs> being away and not linking up together and, you know, things not maybe... But you, you can work that into a season, you know? So... If if we get everyone back, say after the international break, and we go and beat Norwich two nil, then we've got I'm not sure is it Burnley? We yeah. go to Burnley and win one nil, and we beat. Then we I think we got Tottenham. You know, London derby at the Emirates. You've got to be up for that. You go and beat Spurs. All of a sudden, oh. then things start to click, and and you can rest players, as in not rest players, but they're only playing once a week. You yeah. know, it, it, it's, um, it, it, it wouldn't take long to, to – and this is where I would feel sorry for Mikel Arteta, that with the players that potentially we could start on that pitch together, so, someone else could walk into that, maybe with a little bit more experience, and, and that team could click. I mean, I read something about – they're talking about Arsene Wenger coming back in for the rest of the season – with the view for Brendan Rodgers coming in in the summer next year. Now, I've moaned about Arsene Wenger, and I'm not going to go. But that might be something that's done. You, you, you know what I mean? How many games do, does he get before eventually we turn around and say, like, we, we, you know, we've invested £130 million. We've not won a game of football yet. Do you, do you see what I mean? And, mm. and that, that's, 
that's and I think that's also put more pressure on Mikel. The fact that, you know, the Sky Sports and all the others, you know, we've spent the most money in all the leagues in Europe. We we are the biggest spending side in Europe. And albeit it's hundred and twenty nine million, which isn't far ahead of Chelsea and, and Man City, and they've only bought a player each. Mm. But we still have spent the most amount of money. But I mean, um, look at last, you know, last year before or last couple of years, Man City went out and spent two hundred and fifty million in the summer last summer. Bought Ruben and um, that Torres yeah, yeah, and yeah. people. Chelsea similarly. But what? But what I'm saying players. is, Matt, it's, it's you know it's, that it's, this in this moment, it's they they they're they're stuck at the top waiting for the cream to come up and there isn't that cream there. So No. But we're we're we've in, we're investing the money to, to try and improve on finishing eighth. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting bottom of the table, you know, haven't scored a goal. Um you know I don't need to do my prediction now for later, but there's no fucking way we're gonna get anything from Man City on Saturday. And and any Arsenal fan at the moment that thinks different, well, fair back to you. Because <laughs> they, they, we've not got a hope in hell Saturday. So we're gonna be We haven't got Man City and, Saturday, have we? Have yes, we, got, we have. Yeah, yeah. we got have Man we? City. Now oh, not, God, not I only, so. Not only do I think we're not going to beat Man City on Saturday, they're going to beat us. We won't score on Saturday. So we're going to be looking before the international break, played three, lost three. God knows how many City will get Saturday, but we won't have scored a goal. You know, and, and that's when you start to think this is this is pressure time. And because he's been given money to spend, and, and like I say, going over old ground, but... We have got a lot of injuries, COVID, it's all the unknown. But it's going to come a point where someone's going to have to say something or, or do something. Otherwise, this will and, – and the confidence will just drop and drop and drop, you know. So we it's, will be under a lot of pressure for that. No, I mean, it's not an easy position to be in because, you know, if you, if you start the season – if we say do go and lose to Norwich, then the pressure is starting to build quite significantly. Um, and I don't know whether it becomes like a kind of untenable situation for Arteta. Whether, I think so. Whether, whether there is a, um, support for him in the club generally, whether people think that he's he can turn things around. But the results will speak about whether he can turn it around. And, and the that... booing yesterday, the booing yesterday was frustration as as much about, I think it was sort of aimed upstairs. You know, mm. it wasn't directed at Arteta, and I don't think it was directed at the players. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was... It was almost like, well, you're not picking on any one individual, you know. I, but there was the the booing was it, it was almost like to let the ball know, you know what I mean? It was it was almost a a cronky sort of protest boo, if you see what I mean. It, it wasn't because no one was getting on their back during the 
the, the 45 minutes each half. You know, that I did, well, certainly not where I was, but the moment that whistle went at half time, it was a, a big lot of booing. And likewise, at 90 minutes, it, it, it was a big lob. But not to me, it wasn't directed at individuals like that. It was more directed for, for the people up above. Difficult not to take that personally for the team and Arteta, though. You know, oh, that, that, without a doubt, that, without a doubt. We know that it's not helpful, but as you said, the frustration gets to you as a fan when you yeah. feel like, you know, they as I said, the money has been spent and, okay, there's the COVID problem and um, players not being able to play and turn things around. And, it, you know, you need players like Lacazette out there yesterday or or um, even just more support maybe going through at the back or something with Ben White, um, which is where he, he always played as part of a three at Brighton. So it would have probably been more comfortable for him. But you just feel like um, like you need to accept. (laughs) Like you said about Man City on Saturday, you you need to accept that the chances of you going out and pressing them and getting the win is is very small. And so you've got to start with trying to stop them scoring as your, as your tactic. And, I know that teams don't we we as Arsenal don't want to do that, but it has to be the bedrock of how we play now because that's the the real issue is we don't create enough up front. Um, but when we had our when we had Aubameyang firing on all cylinders, it was papering over the cracks of how fewer chances we get because he so he was scoring so regularly from in games where we had very few chances. Even if you look at like the FA Cup final, um, we had two chances effectively and we scored them both and won the game against yeah. Chelsea. So, you know, the, the issues have not been... The issues have been there since Arteta took over, that there was a lot of reliance on Aubameyang. Now he's not playing in the same way. His confidence has gone. He's he's got a road back, a personal road back to trying to be get back on form, and you know that the rest of the team can't rely on him. Um, oh, oh, can can we just put an advisory to listeners? You know, do not go for a rope or or a yeah, gun or or. But or you pills. feel like there is a way around this. But I think, <laughs> like most football, like we have to join. It's very difficult for us to be like this because we've had a manager for 20 years and so it was, that was never the issue for us to talk about was it it was always no. until the end you know we we didn't talk about it as much um whereas now it's every club who's underperforming looks at their manager and says is it time is has the cracked badge appeared on the back of the sun you know um are we a club in crisis and at that point, most of the big teams will immediately take action. Um, yeah, and not say you're not you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it after two games. You, and and let's face it, when that fixture list came out, you know, I think Imanedu and you know, 
you, you'd have expected something from the Brentford game, but the, the Chelsea and, and Man City games, yeah, you, you'd have hoped we could have got a point against Chelsea at home, you know, but the Man City one you'd have probably written off, even when you've got a, a, a good side, you, you the way they are, you'd have probably written that off. So I don't expect... But I would have thought we'd have thought maybe four points from the first three games, you know, which, which, you know, that that's no great. But the way it's looking, it's going to be zero, and mm. and you are then looking for for after that international break to hit the ground running. And if it doesn't happen, then I think it's it's they'll have to do something, won't they? Yeah, and I guess like maybe this sort of this lingering thing that we were lining up. Conte is yeah. is their get out clause because if you you know there must be a limit to what they're willing to take as a board about how far into the season do you want to change your manager and if it's you know after six or seven games then you've got a big problem on your hands because there aren't you know then everybody's working at clubs and have are starting a season. And you can't just pull someone out of their job. What does John um, think? Well, he's in bed, isn't he? So have you been having a yeah, nap? I'm watching the I'll football. Just, <laughs> what's the score, John? West Ham are one up, and Leicester might have a player sent off, but I can't see. Oh, he has gone down on his leg, though, but I kind of think he's stumbled into him. I don't think it's deliberate. He's gone right down in the middle with his leg. Oh, well, is he getting a red? Looks like red. Oh, he's a straight red. Who's that? Uh, for... Four nails? Uh, who's who is a West Ham player or a Leicester player? No, it's a Leicester player. Oh. Schmeichel's doing his bollocks. It's for... Turn around, mate. Begins with an A, ends in a Z. Oh. See, what it is, right? Yeah, that's what his name is. I can only see that part of his shirt. What it is basically it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like that. So what basically so what happened, it was at Newcastle. Uh, a Yosey. A Yosey. Yeah. Oh, Perez, yeah. So what happens was, was that he's it a West Ham defender, possibly Declan Rice, I can't move 20 years. And as he's stumbling, another West Ham player comes in and he steps. He looks like he's maybe stamps, but I think he steps on the middle of the side of his shin. Now, if you look at it, it looks like he's stumbling and he had no control over what he did. Yeah. But the ref just went and looked on the screen and then gave him a straight red. And right, I think John. it's a bit harsh because he wasn't in control. But anyway, so going back onto the Arsenal thing. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's difficult because we have got players missing. I mean, when you just said we said we spent 129 million, hmm. um, it's a bit like, I know. Because if you think of like 129 million, you expect to know the players you've bought. You know, like, you know, what I mean by knowing the players you've bought, what I mean by is they're going to be well known. Yeah. Well, the players we bought haven't, aren't really that well known, are they? You know, I mean, Ben White's from Brighton, Laconga. Well, to be honest, until we turned up at Cocolo Tour, he's fat. Fucking hell. <laughs> He's a coach at uh, West Ham. Got man alive. No, he's at Leicester. He? he looks like he's on the West Ham bench. I oh, could be at Leicester. But yeah, anyway, he's so. Bench, 
he's either that fat, John, he's, he's, he's sitting on the left bench, bench. <laughs> and, and his belly's on benches. the West Ham one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like, was he massively well-known in Europe? No. You know, I don't know. But anyway, so what? the other part of it is, is like, if you think last season, we was all screaming out for Martinelli. Hey, he's just the fish out of water, Martinelli, at the moment. You know, everyone was going, Martinelli, Martinelli, Martinelli. Yeah, but he's just proven over cup games, he ain't up to the task. Then it was like, oh, we've got to play Balogun, otherwise he's going to leave. So, all right, we bring him in, give him a contract, stick him up front. He look, he, he doesn't look like he can make it either. But they're so, young kids, though, John. I they're know they are, but we, but we think they might be young kids, but we were still screaming out for these players. Right? We were still screaming out, should be playing Balogun, should be playing yeah. Martinelli. It's desperation, though, like, isn't that it? That shit. Yeah, it is. So they're not doing it, all right? And we have been unfortunate. To be honest, while we insist on playing Mari, I think fucking Stewart could have got out of the stands and had a better game than Mari. Over two games. <laughs> I don't know, John. Trust me. I don't that know. Gita is fucking shit. I mean, honestly, it's... My God, it's got to be a... It had to be a better defender on the bench. Last week, he was a fault for a goal. This week, he just looked like he didn't know what he was doing. He got pushed right. over, like... I mean, I still wonder, like, last season, whether that goal would have stood. But then you look at the Man City game, and they had a goal disallowed for sort of a foul on someone in the build-up. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like, moment, it, it looks, it just looks like he, rather than deliberately pushed him over, just was just stronger than him running forward. That's how you it You know, appears. like, when, like... Um, you remember when Sol Campbell went over uh, against West Ham? Yeah. I can't remember who shoved him off the ball. Oh, it's that yeah. sort of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, but Lukaku was a big, big fella. You know, it's a bit like when Drogba used to play against us. Our defenders would shit themselves because you've got a big, strong, powerful forward yeah. up nature. Putting that aside, right, we've got to get past these first four or five games. Right, you know, Brentford, they look like they did alright, they did alright against Palace, you know. Um, yeah, Chelsea have hammered us, City's gonna hammer us. Norwich, if we don't get points against Norwich, then Arteta's gotta go because everyone's focused in Norwich. And for all our faults, we've got to be better than Norwich. We really have. Yeah. Spurs, yeah. Spurs, Spurs will probably give us a pasting as well unless of course it's quite simply uh, it's the Spurs factor and everyone gets up for it but yeah. Yeah, if you get six games out of the way I think we can start picking up a few points yeah. um, I mean maybe we I'm are not happy reacting I'm, I'm not happy with Arteta I'm not happy with I think if we if we had been playing like I say yesterday I think if Bellerin, Ben White, Gabriel, Tierney, um, Thomas Partey, Granit Xhaka, um, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe, Sackers, whatever, Odegaard, maybe. You know, it, 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 if you've put out there what what you would consider your best 11 and, and that was the same result, then, then I think... Yeah, no, maybe, <laughs> maybe, John, maybe, but... I think there might have been something more in it where you might have had a bit more hope. I, I think once they scored yesterday, Chelsea, there was only one winner and and, and it was never going to change. So, 
Let's see where we are when we can put that that side out. I would definitely say that. But yeah, I, I, I just think if 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 we could put out our strongest eleven against Norwich and we don't win, then I think you you you've got no case to keep him, have you? No, I mean at the moment the tack. Well, it's like I said on match of the day. Um, either the players aren't listening or they just don't understand the tactics or there's basically just no tactics. Um, yeah. we don't, I think there probably know. might be a bit too many tactics. That's what I sense. Like, we, and, you know, when Chelsea played from the back, they did it with a sort of a speed. It wasn't like we were knocking the ball around three or four times. They were... They would sort of go out to one wing, maybe back into the middle and then out. And whereas we seem to labour over playing from the back, play which eventually just causes teams to press you because you just look unconfident. So much about confidence, isn't it? It is, and um, and and it is very much like that is what Man City would do. But Man City have got the players to do those jobs. Hmm. We haven't, you know, and it, and it seems like, like such a simple thing, doesn't it? That okay, that doesn't work. So let's stop doing that, you know. Yeah. Except that we can't do play that way. <clears throat> um, and it's but it's all it's almost like Matt that Mikel Arteta, that you know he, he's obviously coached under Guardiola, which we all know. But that's almost like that's the only way he knows. Tell you what, Stuart, I was chatting to my mate yesterday because I didn't see the game because my mate texted me, went for a drink and they didn't have it on in the bar. But I said, for your first managerial job, you should have been going to a club like Arsenal mm. or one of the big six, not for your first position. Mm. You need to cut your teeth in a lower league. And this doesn't seem to be happening a lot. Normally, you'd cut <laughs> your teeth in a lower division club, get your experience and work your way up. Like George Graham did, he was at Millwall, et cetera, et cetera. Wenger was out in Japan and God knows what. Arteta, oh, he coaches under Guardiola, right, let's give him a job in a team that is potentially or supposedly one of the biggest teams in Europe, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Um, You just, you, you cannot walk into a Premier League side on your first ever job. I just, you can't do it. You need to learn your trade. He hasn't mm. learned his trade. Like you said, he's got one way of playing. This is how Pep plays. And Pep's won everything. So let's just play our Pep plays. Why not cut your teeth and find a fucking way of playing football that works? Yeah. You know, yeah. Brian Clough yeah. started lower down, eventually won European Cups in the league. You know what I mean? It's just, you, that, you just can't it's, do it. It's so difficult for him to understand what failure looks like in the context of this because he hasn't suffered well, no, failure. He's suffering failure. The thing is, he's coming to a club like Arsenal that are really, you know, in the middle of the COVID, it was in the middle of COVID, before the COVID crisis, whatever, right, yeah. But we're a struggling Arsenal. We're not even a successful Arsenal, right? And if he gets sacked from this, where does he go? Right? Literally, where is this bloke ever going to go when he's, totally fouled with what people would say not unlimited resource but a massive resource if you can't make a success of a team 
uh, the players that we've got, with the resources that we've got, then then where are you going to go afterwards? <laughs> just there's only one down. It's down. There's one yeah. way well, down. I think I think Matt said it earlier, John, and and you've sort of summed it up there. You know, when you're talking about cutting your teeth, now Frank Lampard did at Derby, and he did well at Derby. Yeah. Um, obviously, to the point where then Chelsea brought him in, which made total sense. You know, he, he, he you know, he's cut his teeth at a lower thing, but eventually, you know, he had all that money. It was almost the money that sacked him, because yeah. when 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 he went into Chelsea, they they were on a transfer ban. Um, he took Jody Morrison with him, who'd been the Chelsea under twenty three manager, was he? When when um, I th- I, well, I, th- I think I think Jody Morris was the the Chelsea youth manager, you know, under twenty threes or whatever. So. Frank Lampard took Jody Morris to Derby with him. So when they went back to Chelsea, when they took over the job at Chelsea, obviously transfer ban, they're not allowed to sign anyone. They can't do anything like that. But Jody Morris, obviously, and, and obviously Frank Lampard knew those younger players. So they were able to bring them in. Chelsea fans accepted the fact that, well, we can't go and sign the Lukaku or, or anybody else. We've got to use what we've got within our... You know, you to that was when they were good, you know, because I think I was talking to Chelsea fans at the time and they're like, well, it's nice to see the young players playing because Chelsea don't often give that. We'll give players a chance at Arsenal, but Chelsea don't. But because they had to, they were quite good. The moment Frank Lampard was given money and, and as Matt said earlier, you know, Havertz, Werner, Ziyech, lots of money they spent. That was his downfall. That you know, because then it was expected, and 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 that's where I think, with the money that Mikel's been given, if if things don't change, then that's going to be his thing. I don't, you know, with with Frank, and you saying about oh well, you need to cut. Your teeth. He did cut his teeth, but where is Frank Lampard at the moment? You on, know, on telly, isn't he? Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. He's not. He's. It's not like it's not like another championship club's gone out and gone because there's plenty of championship clubs that could probably say, "Oh, come on, Frank, would you?" You know, when you think like Bournemouth were without a manager, um, you know, Fulham's and and various Watford, even and, like and, or lower and places now. Yeah, but there's lots, clubs. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace were looking for a manager. You know, there was lots of Premier League teams, lower, lower teams. When you're a multi-millionaire, right, and you've gone to Chelsea and basically that's over and done with, you want to be offered a high-profile job or it's like, why should I even bother? He doesn't need the money. So it is like a bit like, well, you know, I Bournemouth uh, need a manager. Yeah, well, I'm too big for Bournemouth. I'm a multi-millionaire. I've managed Chelsea. So the only team that I can manage is like a Juve or a Liverpool. You know, it's that sort of thing. The fact of the matter is, as well, with Arteta, he's he's got to cope with millionaire egos as well. Mm. Your egos of multi-millionaires. If you're a lower-down team, like, yeah, you've got egos of people that earn a lot of cash, but they're more malleable. Whereas with multi-millionaires, it's like, look, I don't give a shit. If I play crap, who's out of a job? You, not me. 
So fuck it. <laughs> yeah, and Chelsea have been guilty of that as as much as as we are. You know, they've had some terrible moments. You know, where they've, you know, Eden Hazard wouldn't play and all that stuff under Mourinho when he went back and losing the dressing room to whatever manager was there and it's untenable suddenly. And we're just joining in in that fun now, aren't we, in the league? You know, we've come, come to a point now that the the press are 100% trying to get Arteta out of the job. You know, it, it's they're, they've got nothing else on their mind than to criticise him. Um, now, there's no love lost or anything in that respect. So it's just that we're on that path now, I feel. And I'd be yeah. very surprised, even if we turn things around to a certain extent, the performances won't come consistently and well enough to to save him his job before Christmas, I don't think. No, and, and it could That's... be it could be a lot it could be a lot sooner than that, Matt. And as, as much as much as you as like you said, you know, we don't have we don't have any hope of beating Man City on Saturday. No, no we, we feel like that's how we feel. There is no lingering thought that we 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 can come out of that with some points, and that that like that's not what we've been used to at all, is it? So, and and when you look, I think I think I mean John will check it, but I think we're eleven to one. And it's Arsenal Football Club going away to another Premier League team. And I know they're champions, but 11-1, to 1, mm. Arsenal. Jesus Christ. Do you know what I mean? There you it, go. That's a stupid machine, Matt. Well, no. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? It, it, that, that says how, how it is, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, bookmakers are not often wrong. And I know it's anything can happen. And, you know, Man City could have a silly five minutes and two players sent off and we get a penalty and, you know, it, it's still a, a, a game, but 11 to one, Jesus Christ, that tells you everything. They beat Norwich at the weekend, didn't they? Yeah. Five nil. I don't even think Norwich was 11 to one. <laughs> no, I know. And that, that's, that's where we are, you know? Anyway, I'll fucking get him fed up. with talking about Yeah. This. Come on, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> and, um, it's depressing. It's uh, uh, let's move on. It's time for uh, a very hairy quickfire, John. Oh, hairy! Yes, and so. Are you hairy, Mary? Um, so in honour of the uh, the moustache of David Seaman, which he obviously doesn't have anymore, I thought I'd do a special moustache quick fire John. Are you ready, John? Yes. Magnum he's just, he's just tweaking he's just tweaking his handlebars. <laughs> right. Magnum PI or Smokey Engine Bandit? Oh, Magnum P.I., that's a proper tash. Clark Gable or Eddie Murphy? Clark Gable. Well, <laughs> frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Um, Hulk Hogan or Ravishing Rick Rude? Uh, 
Hulk Hogan. Steve Beaton or a young Phil Taylor? <laughs> Steve Salvador Dali or Poirot? <laughs> I'll go to Poirot. Poirot? <laughs> he plays he play for Man City, didn't he? Um, Ron Burgundy or Groucho Marx? Ron Burgundy. Frederick Nisha or that bloke from that Chateau programme? <laughs> I don't even know what his name is. I'm Nietzsche. Nietzsche had like the mass, one of those big, massive moustaches, and that the only other person I know is that that program about the chateau. And that, but have you seen him? I can't remember what his name no. is. Uh, Lionel Richie or Freddie Mercury? Oh, no, Freddie. Good. And finally, Charlie Chaplin or Hitler? Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, Charlie Chaplin. Well done. Well John. done, John. <laughs> <laughs> no edit required there. And no. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the Stute Machine. Oh dear. This week, it's the Clarkson's Farm stupid machine, so let's put a quid in. And, oh no, Jeremy is spending hundreds of thousands of pounds and he's being criticised by a 21-year-old who's constantly telling him he shouldn't have bought a Lamborghini tractor. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's you're, a bit of a, you're getting into that, then. He's a bit of a star, isn't he, old Caleb? Caleb. I like the With other bloke. <laughs> I like the other bloke. So you can't uh, understand yeah. it. Uh, it's funny because weirdly, like when I turned on the subtitles, they were on like um, like Swedish or something for some reason. <laughs> I don't no idea why. But I, when they put like subtitles at the bottom, I thought, oh, maybe I've they actually were translating what he was saying, but they just put <laughs> gobbledygook up, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It's funny. It's mad. I don't know how I got on last week. It obviously wasn't good. Villa, Villa uh, won, didn't they? I think you had them to down to draw with Newcastle and yeah. Brighton to draw, was it? Yeah, um, I think, yeah. And they, they, yeah. they won. So yeah, so it didn't happen. Shit, then. I thought right. Watford was the picks. Was it? What, what, uh, I can't remember. I don't think I picked Watford. I think oh, it was Brighton, Watford, and I went draw. Yeah, yeah. it was two draws. Um, yeah, and Brighton won. Because I it? said there wasn't many draws. Well, there was no draws, was there, in the first week? So, yeah. Um, but this week, I'm going to go with a couple of trusted fellows. So, um, City to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, City to win minus one would be one. But no, I'm going to go Sunderland. They're, they're doing well. I think this could be their season to to bounce back up to the championship. I'm not sure who they're playing, but they're at home. And I'm going... And the other one that looked look like a real good bet in League Two is Forest Green Rovers. Oh, God, they had a massive win, didn't they? 
Yeah, although yeah. it was close, they were two all, and then it just went mad. So yeah, Forest Green and Sunderland do them in a double. Don't put a lot on it, but yeah, have a have a little tickle on that, and that's this. Hopefully, we'll win a bit of money this week. Okay, you well, lost season. Feel like each way you bet, right for the league. Salford, it's got me one of the worst picks ever. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, no, Man I've done that. I know, I know. I know. But I don't, I don't think the Nevilles, I don't think the Nevilles and the, 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 was it Nicky Butt or, there's quite a crew of them. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I do think that they're, they're almost in the, um, what do you do sort of category. I think they'll give whoever's in charge there a couple more games and with, with transfer windows still open for a week, I think you'll see them do something you know what yeah. I mean I, I, I don't think they'll they, they've obviously invested to move up so you know whereas a lot of League 2 clubs they're they're just trying to survive you know what I mean oh, yeah, so they've still got a chance of yeah yeah they, they could but, I, but at the I, moment I, well. I, I think I think the consortium that are at Salford Obviously, won't be best pleased with what they've seen, and and I think things will change uh, there in the in the next. Well, maybe players joining rather than than sacking the manager, but I do think that that will that that will be a, a a thing. But yeah, yeah, I'm a bit miffed with them, but yeah. So anyway, we'll stick with Forest Green and Sunderland. How we're the lads? No, it's not how we're the lads, is it? That's Newcastle, <laughs> isn't it? Um, quick word about Nicky Butt. Uh, isn't he like off the grid? What do you mean? Like he's sort of he's taken himself. He, there's no he has no kind of um, social media presence. Yeah, or no, he, he literally won't do any interviews. Won't do anything. Like he's completely tried to disappear. A bit like Wayne Rooney in that caravan in that advert sort of thing. Like he's isn't isn't is he is he at Man United as one of the youth coaches? Is he? I don't know. I think I don't know. I thought he was. I thought I had heard that it was. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Then, but I I'd heard he had completely sort of disappeared. No, I like thought he was at Man United. I'm sure. I'm that, to be honest. I mean, just because he was like an. Ex Premier League, God knows how many league title winning geezer. Mm. If he just wants to be left alone. Yeah, yeah. Then um, blood for the blood. <laughs> I'm starting to think it might be David Batty that's like that. He ain't going to live in the caravan like the bloke used to play for West Ham, is it? Lost his marbles. It's David. I've got it wrong. It's David, not Nicky, but it's David Batty who's off the grid. There, there is. Um, there's there's stories about David Batty that he used to keep his car keys in his sock um, in training, so he could literally just get in the car and drive off as soon as training finished. Like he was so he he couldn't cope with being around people after when they were when he wasn't playing football. He could um, barely yeah. cope with being around people on the pitch when he started oh, no. fighting. Him. <laughs> yeah. When his wife was fighting him. You couldn't cope with everybody near. Go away with yeah. your teammates. Fuck off. We had a rab with Graham Lasso in Europe, didn't he? Yeah. Don't yeah. stand next to me. No, no, no. Oh, fuck it. I'll just hit the geezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't put David Batty in the wall. 
<laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> okay. Well, let's put another quid in the um, the uh, Clarkson's Farm Stupid Machine. And oh no, cheerful Charlie is telling him he's not going to make any money because he's doing everything so badly. When in reality, <laughs> he's making six million pounds for the series in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> there was some sort of report that the farm made sixteen quid or something in its first year, but that all just adds to the the program, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, much. there's not, Sorry, there's not, have. there's not many multi-millionaire farmers that no. can go into it. Is there? You know, they're struggling, all of them. And, right. Um, yeah. Let's um, let's move on to the Martin Odegaard. <laughs> Sorry. So no, they've lost their EU subsidy. Yeah. Let's not talk about Europe, right? Uh, <laughs> because we're not in it anymore, in, in more ways than one with this podcast. So let's move on to the jukebox challenge. Underwhelming Martin Odegaard's signing is. Um, I feel underwhelmed, Stuart and John, no. by that signing. No, it's not like a new signing, is it? He's, be, he's been, he's popped back home for five minutes to like get a new change of pants, <laughs> and he's come back again. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you Google about Mo- Martin Odegaard when when he was one of these players that was touted round loads oh, great of thing in the world. Yeah. And, yeah, okay, we had him for six months. We were a better team with him than without him. He's 22. He's, oh, he's yeah, I'm, I'm, it's just underwhelming, that's all. You know, yeah, everyone knows that it's, because it's a great him, signing and a sensible he, he, piece yeah, of business. It, it's, it's, you know, he's like one I said earlier. If, if he gets to 25 and there's not a lot happening, he's still going to be worth money. Yeah, I mean, you it's know like I mean? It's, you know, we 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 kind of underplay the the fact that we have secured that we secured Saka and we secured um, Smith Rowe um, on long term and Tierney and, and Tierney on long term deals. This uh, yeah. and you know Smith Rowe and Tierney particularly this summer. If there was any chance that they were going to get themselves into a sort of Theo Walcott position where they're refusing to sign contracts because they think, you know, we haven't done that. And again, no. you know, we we, we, that, we should be celebrating that more than we are. But it's yeah, just the fact that I, it's... I'd like to say, I, I, put, I mean... Matt, put it this way, if, if he had not come to us on loan and had stayed at Real Madrid and then we'd signed him, We'd be like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, we you would know what I mean? excited. But, but as I said, it's like he just fucking went home to clean his teeth and change his clothes and come back again. And, and, you and know, let, but if, let's face it, it's going to be a lot easier for him to settle in, isn't it? It's it's not like it's not like John's just said, we, we've literally just signed him from Real Madrid. He's spent yeah. the last six months of his, his life, seven, yeah, six months here in this country... Played with Arsenal, 
knows the setup. It, you know that that's for me. I think it's 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 in really good. Year, I, just, I watched an interview that was on Instagram that he did, and he said he really enjoyed his time here, and he wanted to come back and stay on a permanent deal. Bear yeah. in mind, he moved back to Real Madrid, leaving behind a team that, to be honest, was just a bit shit. <laughs> and he, was to come back. he was willing to come back and yeah. sign a permanent deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, I think I think it, it's good. But anyway, Matt, let's let's do your quiz. But I don't think yeah. it's that underwhelming. Well, I, I suppose it's because it's you know, um, you know, it's it's a good bit of business, isn't it? As you said, he's still yeah. young. If he can recreate that kind of form, that, that you if, know, if he was twenty, if he was twenty nine, Matt, and you know, sort of fallen by the wayside, I, I get that. But the fact he's twenty two years of age. He's not yet got to his proper potential years anyway. No. And I was impressed with him last season. You know, I was yeah. really impressed. Did he not have... He's also played in a lot of different leagues. But you know, he's been in various clubs around Europe. Didn't he have his stats? Again, you'll have to look. But I think his stats, the only player... That had better stats in his position in the Premier League last season was Kevin De Bruyne. So, you know, I, I, you need to check that. But I'm I'm sure I read something about. I know he got two goals, two assists, played about twenty games. But his actual like opters or whatever they are stats, were really good. The only the only the only player that was better than him was Kevin De Bruyne. Well. You know, that, that's not a bad thing for for someone who's 22 years of age, moving from the Spanish League to the Premier League. And and how many times have we signed loan players, and or, or certainly like you know January transfer players that have have really done anything straight away? Yeah, that's absolutely when, when right. Odegaard, when Odegaard signed, when Odegaard signed. You know, you, it, it did light us up a bit, didn't it? Yeah. It, it, it was a real positive. Yeah. And uh, the, the side was much better with him in it than it was before. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I, 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 I know you're doing it as your quiz and underwhelming. Yeah, I get that because it's not a new player. But I think it's a good signing. I really do. So, but well, I'll be underwhelmed mm-hmm. for your quiz, Matt. Okay, well, I mean, it, let's, let's celebrate. <laughs> let's celebrate the country of Norway then. And uh, I've got four questions each uh, on Norway. Um, I, that's I couldn't find out enough about Norway <laughs> to really fill the quiz. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to. I mean, they're, they're, it's not a football quiz. Let's, let's oh, put it that way. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> so who wants to go first? Who went first last week? Was it you, Stuart? Oh, I did. Oh, I right, so let's let's. Uh, you're going to go first, John. Um, yep. Question number one: Who is the only Norwegian? Hold oh, on, hold on, hold on. What songs he have? Oh, sorry, the Martin Odegaard confused me. Um, <laughs> what song are you having, John? I'm having probably Madness's best song written. Well, you are for all, or you ain't. I am. It's One Better Day by Madness. You said that um, Swan Lake was your 
best song ever written by Madness, so... <laughs> no, Madness writes one like Tchaikovsky did. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Bloody hell, got me again. OK, what about you, Stuart? I would like... Um... It's a bit apt, I suppose. Time is running out. Muse, please. Muse, the, the Exeter Boys, Muse, aren't they? Or something? Are they from yeah. Dorset or something like that? Right. Something like that. So, you're going first, John. Um, question number one. Okay. Who is the only Norwegian manager in the Premier League? Who is or who was? Who is the who only is? Norwegian? You said manager? it wasn't football related. So I was looking forward to there's, that. There's one question about football. Yeah. You got that. <laughs> you got is it Ollie? I'm surprised you have. Go on. Is it Ollie? Yep. Question well, number two. Ollie, Ollie, Ollie. Oh, well done. Question number two. Askel Lundsvindal is Norway's most famous sports star, but in what sport? Pardon? Askel Lundsvindal is Norway's most famous sports star. But in what sport? It's not one of the strongest men scenarios, is it? World's strongest man. No. No? Think what Norway are good at. Uh, Skiing. Correct. (laughs) Oh, fuck off. No, bollocks. No, bollocks. You can't have that. Right. Question number three. Rackfisk is described as the world's smelliest what? Oh, that's a dish, isn't it? That's uh, like some seafood dish or something. Yes, correct. It's, it's a team, fish. It's a fermented... It's like a... It's basically rotten fish. Yeah. Um, and your final question. For a full house... <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a count back if he doesn't get it. Uh, if you don't get four, just... <laughs> well, what I'm f- not going to get four on Norway. You've asked the only four no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the only four I know. You haven't even asked the fourth one yet. Well. <laughs> what famous world prize is awarded in Oslo each year and has amongst its winners Amnesty International, the Red Cross and Barack Obama? Nobel Peace Prize. Correct. So that's... But he's sweet. That's the thing. Was it Norwegian? No, but he wanted it to be in Oslo for some reason. I guess yeah. it's like a in in itself. Sweden and Norway don't get on too well, do they? Two yeah. 0 um, West Ham are two 0 up. There we go. Right, so um, Stuart, uh, you've got three and a bit to beat. Uh, <laughs> question number one: What is the capital of Norway? It's Oslo, isn't it? Correct. Oh, yeah, I should have... Um, no, it's a full, <laughs> I thought I was asked for four questions that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Question number two. Which Norwegian master painted the scream? The, the scream? Yeah. The painting. You know, the geezer holding his head. Oh, yeah. That's... Isn't it like... Oh, fuck it. Munch? Yes, correct. Edvard Munch. Monster Munch. Monster Munch. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Monster Munch? Right. (laughs) Who... uh, Right, question number three. Who was hungry like the wolf in the charts in Norway in the 80s? 
Who was hungry? Hungry like, like a wolf in the charts from Norway in the 80s. But hungry like the wolf was Duran. It's John Duran, wasn't it? Sorry, I'm not on very good form You're with this about quiz, am I? Aha, aren't you? Yeah, I'm talking about Aha. Yeah, so, so, so I get two points for getting the band that it was <laughs> and the band that you saw. <laughs> Fair enough. Hasn't asked that. Let's go for that. Question. Did you know the answer to that one, John, even though it's completely the wrong question? Yes. Yeah. 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 So Everybody was waiting for the aha question. I'm sitting there thinking, what are you talking about? It's Duran Duran. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very What did confused. they do? Oh, the sun always shines on TV. Is the, was there, yeah. they did, did they have a wolf song? No. 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 There was no, no wolf song. They, no. And who did View to a Kill? Was that? That was Duran Duran. That was Duran Duran. But Aha did a Bond theme, didn't they? No. Yeah, I think they did. Did they? Yeah, I think so. Basically, what we've learned tonight is that I don't know the difference between Duran Duran and Aha. Who took on me in the... It should have been off. The sun always shone on the TV for which band from Norway... That's that's what I should have written, shouldn't I? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, and finally, um, home of Vikings. Uh, Norway is the home of Vikings. Who was the cantankerously unfunny Viking cartoon strip that appeared in the Sun? I know that. What was that? Um, it was the Living Daylights Bond film. <laughs> uh, no, it's not Asterix. That's a Gaul. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, it's yeah, a bit horrible. Uh, it's a yeah. bit horrible. Hagar. Oh, oh God! You just give it to him. Hagar. Hagar the horrible. Hagar the horrible. He stops him. Stops him fucking moaning about <laughs> the question because Stuart's got four out of four. Well, uh, let's uh, listen to a bit of um, Exeter's finest rock band. Are they from Exeter? <laughs> I don't know. It's draw, Matt. It could be construed as a draw, but I think because Matt told you you got three, I got three, but if we had to get picky and go to a decider, I told him the band he was thinking about. And <laughs> first it was more the fact that, that you said it was world's strongest man, which isn't a support, the sport really, anyway, is it? Is it yeah, considered it a sport? Is, yeah. yeah. It is a but sport. I, I suppose I, if breakdancing could be in the next Olympics, then it's a sport. Yeah, yeah. Go on, let's have it. I'm not bothered. Right. Well, we'll give you a chance. Well, you'll afterwards. get yours in a minute, John, anyway. So, yes. and, uh, I so, shouldn't have given you the answer to Agar the other boys. I left it at that. You shouldn't have done. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so, so well, well, nice to job. be honest, we're an hour and a half into the recording and time is running out. Yeah. So, let's have a bit yeah. of news.
you. There you go. Um, never. I mean, I've, uh, always thought that I should get into Muse. Um, in order, in order for me to have my song played, should I tell mm. you the name of the film, the uh, Bond film that Aha did the theme song for? Well, you said the Living Daylight, so you exactly. obviously looked so that that's, up. That's my song. All right, John, John, so no, here's John, I've got your question John, for you anyway, John. John, yes. you, you can have your song if you can say wh- who, which character was playing Bond. Which character? One of the living names. Yeah, which actor? It was one of the Welsh ones, wasn't it? I'm done. I'm done. I don't know, to be honest, because I, I ah. don't really know. I've talked about Jason. I don't ah. really give a shit. Is it Pierce ah. Bosnan, that one? No. No. Timothy Dalton. No, I didn't. Yeah, Timothy Dalton. One of the Welsh ones, as Alan Partridge says. Well, let, it wasn't. No, he didn't play it as a Welshman. It wasn't <laughs> Jones the Bond, licensed to kiss. <laughs> yeah, what did he say, Matt? It wasn't licensed to kiss. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but I've got a proper question for you, John. Name any Premier League player, past or present, from Norway. It's not as easy as you think. Sorry? Of course it is. I was going to say Par Lederson, but he wasn't Premier League, was he? Yeah. That's the one that George Brown got sacked over. Is it Par Lederson? Yeah. Um, Well, John, uh, what was your first question this evening? Oh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I suppose. No, someone other than him. Oh, fuck well, no, it's too late now. You can't say that. You said any Norwegian yeah, yeah, football. I've really fucked this quiz up this week, haven't I? <laughs> oh, Paul Ederson was Icelandic anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about how about um, how about who we might have just signed, John? Is Martin o- Martin Odegaard? <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, Norwegian. <laughs> what do you think the whole fucking quiz was about? He's, he's fucking Norwegian. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, we're not on good form tonight. Most of them are Man United players. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Henningberg. Henningberg, yeah. Tory Andre Black Flo. Was yeah. One. John Arnorisa. That was the song was by Enya, wasn't it? To- what, Flo? Tory Andre Flo. Tory Andre Flo. Wasn't that by Enya? Yeah. Ronnie Johnson. Um, yeah. Brent Hangerland, uh, Stefan Everson, if you wanted to go down the Tottenham route. No, and, not uh, really. A, a man that had big before his name in every single uh, sports report, Big John Carew. Oh, yeah. He played for Aston Villa. Yeah, he was a big lad. He was a big lad, but uh, <laughs> he always got called Big John Carew. <laughs> Um, right, there you go. Well, um, we've sort of talked about Man City and the fact that we're going to lose. How much are we going to lose to them by? John? I'll reckon... I'll, I'll, I'll I'll I'm going to go uh, to Man City. 2-0. I'm going for a 2-1 Arsenal win. I think what's going to happen is... Um, I think what's going to happen is that they're going to get their sent off... <laughs> No. Um, What's that? What, I did, what I did last week was suggest that Chelsea might get a player sent off and that we would get something that, and if I stick to that, then 
one week it will come true. Yeah. <laughs> or no. It'll be the Norwich game, Matt. <laughs> I think we've got, well, we've got to... One of ours. I'm going to say that we really do need to score a goal. So anything with a goal in it would be good. <laughs> I think we'll so score 7-1. Yeah, 7-1. 7-1 or a 2-0. I'll take 2-0. Yeah. Well, 3-1. But let's hope we score first or something, you know. I don't I'm confident that Abami Yang will be back and Lacazette maybe not. Odegaard will play. And I think we'll just be smashing, simply smashing. <laughs> and, uh, I think we'll win 2 1. I think we'll literally play them off the park. Fucking, I love you, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told you my brain wasn't in it. You know what I mean? I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, let's leave it at that, and um, let's all keep our fingers crossed and our, our hearts full of love um, as we go into the next fixture on Saturday. And uh, good luck on is it this week they're playing tomorrow or something? Wednesday. Wednesday. We're playing we West Brom. We, we should really cover that one as well. I don't, I've got no idea. I, I, I think West Brom. I don't think we know who's going to play, no. man. I, I, and and when you look at our week, we look with our started eleven. If well, I mean, start, Tierney it, it, limbered off, uh, lumbered off, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's not mm. going to play. Uh, I don't Martinelli. know playing up front. Balogun might need a goal to, or even Martinelli yeah, just yeah. to get the confidence. Yeah, yeah, I think Martinelli. He was. Did he go off a cramp or something yesterday? Mm. Not, yeah. not that that's a long term thing, is it? But he's obviously sort of trying to get back in. He didn't have a pre-season, did he, with being with Brazil? Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, though, Stuart, we've got no European football, so there's no reason why 60% of the first team can't play. They well, might need yeah, there is, because most of them have got COVID or they're fucking injured. <laughs> the team that plays the weekend, basically, is what I mean. Hmm. Yeah, yeah you know? he, he can, but then, I mean, I would... Personally, because they need a we confidence boost. Yeah, we and we're not going to get fuck all Saturday. So no. why why rest players to get a hammer in on Saturday anyway, and then go out the Carabao Cup? You know that that might be a way of picking players up. You know, sometimes yeah, when you lose at the weekend, even when you're playing like Europa League, if you've got FC Dresden at home on the Thursday and yeah. you go and beat them 4-0, it, it's a chance to pick heads up, isn't yeah. it? So I think exactly. the Carabao Cup, the Carabao Cup is going to be quite important, but it's going to be very be hard. Trophy, the only trophy we win, although we probably lose to City in the final like we normally do. Yeah, well, they uh, win it every season, didn't they? So, But yeah, no, I've, I think we've got, to, we, we've got to send a sensible team to West Brom and, and, if it means we've got to sacrifice, I, 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 like I said earlier, I don't think there's any Arsenal fan thinks we'll win on Saturday. So The one thing we haven't it, mentioned on Saturday, though, how good was Leno's save against yeah. Lukaku? Amazing. I could yeah, not believe yeah, that yeah. save. Yeah. And they kind yeah, of just it, went, oh, it was a good save. It was a great save. So much so <laughs> that Lukaku had to... He, he turned to someone and said, did he save that? Yeah, he couldn't, like, believe, he couldn't believe that he had saved it. Yeah. 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 And and just just before we do finish, mm. we haven't mentioned it, and we've talked about all these signings. How nice was it of 
Ramsdale to bring his is it his granddad's ashes? Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, lovely. It, it was a touch that was, and you know, good luck to the lad. You know, got called up to the England squad. Obviously, a lot to prove, big shoes to fill at, at, at Arsenal, but it's it's that 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 again, twenty three year old goalkeeper, mm. twenty yeah, twenty three years of age. Um, it's a young one. It's 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 something to look for. We needed backup. You know that yeah. that was always my worry, and and we hopefully against um, West yeah Brom. West Brom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. West Brom, and and let's hope he has a good game, and I really hope for him. I think oh, you know, it's it's um it, yeah no, that, I, I think that's a positive sign, and they're, they're all good things for the future, aren't they? But it, it's the now we need that's the problem. So, Indeed. but yeah, I had to mention him. So yeah, come on, you goons. And I mean, you know, we'll, we've got these couple of games. We'll have some. Um, an international break, and maybe, just maybe, there'll be one better day soon. Indeed. <laughs> from this madness. True. Come on, Arsenal. Out the arm. Come on, Arsenal. Arlington House. Address no fixed ever. Yeah.